Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick brings us Lesson 2 of the two-part Holy Spirit series. This series concentrates on the person and character of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. In this series, he answers questions about who the Holy Spirit is and how he works in our lives. He also addresses the office of the Holy Spirit and his involvement in situations we encounter. Finally, he makes important distinctions between the infilling and indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This series was taught at the City of Hope Church in Manchester, Kentucky. On this broadcast, Brother Rick begins Lesson 2 by answering a question from the congregation about why does the Spirit move easier in some churches? Then he previews this lesson by telling us that we will discover how we flow in the Holy Spirit, how to increase the flow of the Holy Spirit, and how to work with the Holy Spirit. His scripture text will be taken from John chapter 7, verses 37-39. through 39. Brother Rick begins this lesson by bringing us four reasons we need to connect water with the flow of the Holy Spirit and three principles about the Holy Spirit. He'll conclude this session by bringing us the first four of six things we need to know about the person of the Holy Spirit. And now, here's Brother Rick. Comments made in the break that I want to address before we get farther. Uh, Sister Gail was asking me a question in the break. She was asking me, what do I, why do uh, I believe that the Holy Spirit often moves more in Pentecostal circles uh, versus uh, Baptist circles? And we were talking about the freedom of experiencing and expression. And I think sometimes the atmosphere and environment, if we're able to express what we're, and, and honestly experience, not just experience, but experiment in one sense of the word, open ourselves to what the Holy Spirit is doing, uh, it really does increase us. In fact, the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit happened in my life away from people. I, I couldn't experience infilling around people. I got too confused when they just tell me, hold on, turn loose. Amen. <laughs> I had to get rid of some of them. There wasn't anything in my life except they were in the way. But uh, anyway, before I could experience infilling the Holy Spirit. So I think that's part of it. I, I wanted uh, you to share what question you shared with me earlier. In the session, uh, well, uh, I've always heard that in the last days there will be a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You know, the greater, uh, the latter rain will be greater than the former rain, which, you know, the former rain was at Pentecost, and so the latter rain will be greater. And so, you know, and, and you read about that in Acts, there, Acts the second, talks about it through. Uh, 16 through 21. Right, that last day out point. And uh, I was asking you about that and you okay. about the situation. I, I was telling him that there has been some unprecedented outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's happened recently. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but in Lagos, Nigeria, there was a million two hundred thousand people filled with the Holy Ghost in a 15-minute period of time. Wow. Greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost ever witnessed to date. A million two hundred thousand people filled with the Holy Ghost in fifteen minutes. They said it went across like a wave, and people just started falling out, speaking in tongues. A million two hundred thousand. So we might be in that last day move. Amen. Amen. <laughs> in fact, let me take mine out of it. We are. Amen. 
in that out there, that last day I point. Uh, open your Bibles to John 7.37. And, and I want to make this uh, session real super practical. Is that okay with you? I, I want to just get down and talk about how to flow in the Holy Ghost. And uh, not only allow Him to flow through us, but how to work with Him. Okay? Um, John 7.37 says, In the last days, there it is again, bro. In the last days, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up crying and saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly, everybody say out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. Now notice this, verse 39, This spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. What was he saying? He was talking about what would happen in Acts 2 after the crucifixion and resurrection. Now, the Holy Spirit is often likened unto water. In this scripture in particular, it calls him a river. Uh, there's all kinds of scripture on, on water. Just all kinds of scripture. In fact, in Ezekiel 47, where it talks about the water flowing out from under the altars. Or is that Ezekiel 42? 42, I think. But anyway, where it flows out from under the altars and it becomes water to swim and all of this is referenced in the Holy Spirit. Now, there's some reasons, I believe. Number one, you can't live without the water. Amen. Well, that's true. <laughs> we can't live without the Holy Spirit, can we? Number two, water quenches the thirst. How many of you know you can... Have you ever been thirsty and somebody give you a pop or something, tea, milk, something? And you drink it, but you after you drink it, you think, I need some just pure water. <laughs> just give me some water. I gotta have something. Because even though it's liquid, it has water in it, it don't quench. And sometimes only water can quench. Here's another thing, water cleanses us. Nobody got up this morning and took a bath in dirt. You got up to a bath in water. It's cleansing. These are some of the reasons. Here's another reason. It brings life. How many of you know when you're born, before you're born, the water breaks? Brings forth life. But not only does it bring forth life, it sustains life. Did you know you can't live without water? They claim four days. How you live. So, many reasons, and I, you could add your own list equally that long or twice that long, of why we need water. But let me just talk to you. There's some things that I want you to understand about the Scripture. Number one, naturally, He cannot flow out of us if He's not in us. Amen. So don't be praying for the flow of the Holy Spirit if you've never invited Him to live inside of you. Flow out of you. Number two, He cannot overflow us till He fills us. <laughs> Oh, I'd like for the Holy Ghost to overflow me. Well, let Him fill you first. He fills you. He'll overflow you. And number three, He flows out of us with power and gifts. Don't be praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit while denying the gifts and the power. It won't work that way. Now, here's three questions we're going to focus on in this round. I want to talk about how to experience the flow of the Holy Ghost. I want to talk about how to increase the flow of the Holy Ghost. And I want to talk about how to work with the Holy Ghost. Here's some things that are going to help you right here. Look at your neighbor and say, listen up, this is going to help us. I, I want to 
talk about experiencing the flow of the Holy Ghost, first thing I want to tell you is I don't think that there's a formula. Okay? So, you know, I get so sick of going to these conferences and they give me so many steps to this. I find myself, you know, staring up the steps and still stepping up the stairs. And I, I don't have no idea how to get to where they're trying to take me. I'm going to give you some things that help me. I'm kind of like the young single guy that was preaching on Ten Commandments for child rearing. You know, he was single, didn't have a wife. And then he got married and uh, had his first child, and he taught on seven suggestions for child rearing. And then he had a second child, which was problem child, and he reduced his message down to three things that just might help you. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna give you six things that just might help you. Okay? And the one time I thought all oh, knew all about it, but now I'm gonna come down to six things that just may help you. Okay? First thing, pray for love. First John four seven and eight says, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God." First John four seven and eight. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God for God's love. Here's what I've come to understand over the years of serving the Lord and moving in the Holy Spirit is all gifts and ministry is motivated by love. Amen. Amen. You better love people. Okay? And I get really troubled with these preachers that don't like to be around people. Mm-hmm. They got bodyguards, six police dogs, you know. Pastoring 50 people. I don't know who's trying to kill them, man. Nobody knows. That's crazy. I said, that's crazy. Yeah. We're different people. I don't want to be rescued from people. I love people. Right. Amen. So it's very important to have love. Number two, not only pray for love, but look for love impartation opportunities. John 13 35. Listen to this. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples because you have loved one to, everybody say to, another. That's John 13, 35. In other words, you don't have love for people. Oh, I love people. How many of you know it don't do them any good? I can have a million dollars for you, but until it gets to you, you still broke as you are right now. Amen? How many of you know you got to get it for me to me? <laughs> so you got to look for love impartation opportunities. You know, you find this out in the... Uh, life of Jesus he, he actually uh, looked for opportunities to impart the love of God to people you need to look for those same things a lot of times it happens in very inconspicuous places Amen. unplanned it's the love moment I love them myself number three look for needs not just opportunities to show love but look for people with real needs Luke 7 11 Jesus went to a city called Nain and saw a widow woman walking along a casket of her only son. It wasn't where he was going. In fact, he was passing by. That's right. Amen. But it was a moment. It was a need. And he just stopped and raised him from the dead. That's right. Amen. Did you know I, I noticed that most of my ministry takes place on the way to me going to minister somewhere? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Somebody at Walmart. Yeah. I went to Berea one time, preached, walked in a motel, just checked in hundreds of motels. Lady standing behind the counter, gal, noticed her tag on her shirt, said, Mary. I said, Hi, Mary, how are you? She said, I'm horrible, how are you? I never had nobody say that to me in a motel, you know, usually putting on face and stuff. And 
So I asked her, she said, you got any discounts, you know? Now they're asking me about AARP and all that kind of stuff, you know? It used to just ask me if I had AAA, but now I'm old. You got AARP, you know, you're a senior citizen, are you going to live till you can pay the bill? All kind of questions never asked before. But anyway, she says to me about discounts, and I said, well, I'm a preacher. And she said, I'll give you the best discount we have if you'll just pray for me. I've got a toothache like Pastor does this morning. And I said, you want me to pray for you now? She said, you want your discount now? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> so I started explaining to her. Now, when I pray for people, I lay hands on them, you know. And she said, I really don't care how you do it. I just wished you would do it right away. I'm hurt. <laughs> and so I reached across the counter and laid hands on her. And God instantly healed Mary. Amen. Amen. She gave me a discount. We all got happy right there. <laughs> what I want you to understand is... I showed up Berea and preached a whole weekend. I'm not even sure that's the reason I was there. I think I was there for Mary. Last time I was there, she said, yeah, and I walked in. She said, hey, Brother Rick. I said, how you doing, Mary? She said, awesome. She said, I never shall forget. I said, me either. That was it. I checked in. What are you saying? I'm saying ministry is everywhere, and we're always looking for when we get there. I want to be in the ministry someday. Somebody's here. Look for need and reach out the hand of love to them. Hmm. I thought the Holy Ghost on that. Let's go on. Number five, or number four. Pray for direction. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.